Hello and welcome to episode four of Shared Discovery, the show and podcast dedicated to sharing all the exciting and enjoyable aspects of games and gaming. I'm your host, Victor, and today I'm once again joined by my co-host, Xander. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. We're pretty back good. again yeah. to talk about something we're both passionate about. Very. And I, I want you to guess what I want you to I'll guess give them what it is. One guess. <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon. Then we got to get this out of the way. How do you say Pokemon? Pokemon. 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 Okay, Pokemon. How do you say Arceus? Ar Arceus. 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 Okay. okay I would say Arcus. Really? Or the only thing I want to tell her is Pokemans. That's what my mom used That's to say. That still says. It's, oh, as long and as. And he plays Pokemon Go. As long as there's a mon at the end, right? Okay, anyway. So today, specifically, we're talking about Pokemon gaming. Yes. Right. What does it look like to be a Pokemon gamer? What types of games do Pokemon games do we recommend for new players and franchise players, whatever it might be? But I think a good starting point for us is to back up. And I want to ask you. What was your first experience with Pokemon? Um, like I said in last week's episode, it was playing Pokemon Go. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, like taking my mom's, I, I specifically remember the first time I ever played it, we were at the Gun Lake campsite and I just took my mom's phone and downloaded Pokemon Go yep. and she still has it on her phone. Yeah, that, that was it for me, too. My phone couldn't handle Pokemon Go, so I took my partner's phone at the time. I was like, stop playing. <laughs> Sorry, you can have it back in a couple My mom hours. still uses that account. So. Nice, solid. You, you hooked her up. Yeah. How many hours do you think you've played Pokemon? Yes. Total. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say over a 1,000 hours. Oh, easily, right? Easily. 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 I think... I you that platinum version over there, just that one. I think I have 270 hours on, and I'm at the fifth gym. That's my shiny, one of my shiny hunting. Uh, so. Pokemon Legends Arceus, which we might pull yeah. up later. Yeah, uh, I have over 300 hours in alone. Nice. Uh, that's all shiny hunting. Yep, solid. Same. Which we will get into. Same. I'm well over 150 in that game, but it's like every single game. Well over hundreds, oh, probably yeah. thousands, probably my most played franchise. Absolutely. To be like, honest. Mario doesn't have the same kind of replayability as Pokemon Go. Yeah. So that's not just Pokemon that's Go, That's a good, but. very good point. So we're going to be talking about the replay value for games. What has kept us playing these games so long over the years? Why do we have so many hours? What is it? Is it just nostalgia or is there more there? These things. Those little critters. <laughs> that that's the major part. Pokemon are adorable. Yes. Even even this guy. Yeah, look at that. Look at that Tyranitar. So I think it's important here. Some people watching might not even really know what Pokemon is, right? They they've heard it before. They've heard the name. It's part you, of the mainstream. So probably recognize. You know Pikachu. Yeah, right. You could choose the most recognizable Pokemon. You know a couple, but you, what is it even about? So, what are, what is, why Pokemon? Yeah. Tell me what Pokemon are. Uh, they are. Uh, going back, the reason why they're called Pokemon is because the original name for them was Pocket Monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the original cards, like, a long, long yep. time ago. And 95, 1995, I think. It's like over 20 years ago. <laughs> Almost 30 at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> but yeah, um, but they eventually just joined it to Pokemon. Mm. Mm -hmm. And now we have these things, oops, absolutely everywhere. Is the single biggest game franchise there oh, is? Oh, absolutely! And there are over a thousand Pokemon at this point. Oh yeah, 
Pokemon number 1000, we actually talked about last We did, time. we talked about Goldengo. 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 And so I wanted to start here, I wanted to look up what actually is the definition of Pokemon for people that don't know. So what I found is, I'll just read through this. Pokemon are creatures of all shapes and sizes that live in the world alongside human partners called their trainers. During their adventures, Pokemon grow, they become more experienced, and even on occasion evolve into something stronger. There are hundreds, over a thousand, we said at this point, um, in the Pokemon universe, and old, untold numbers away. So essentially, the loop for Pokemon games is that you catch Pokemon partners of all sizes, 18 different types, you fight with them, you get them, make them stronger, you help them evolve, and you collect different kinds of yeah, Pokemon Yeah, it's been the same monsters. since it's been on that thing. Yes. To when it, it yep. came to this. Yes, yeah, so this is the first Game Boy. This was what my my cousin gave me. This was my first experience with Pokemon. I actually still have the original yellow version that he gave me. I don't know if it still works, but I, I this is my first experience. Was it's all kind of jumbled together because it's been. But he's like, here, play this, right? I'm like, okay, sweet, and been hooked ever since and then there's this which is one of the new one of the newer ways to play pokemon um switch it has some of the more recent generations gen 8 and gen 9 when that only has like yeah. gen 1 do you want to grab my switch real quick yeah. to show the difference yeah this is a switch light this is a full-sized switch yes and, and just like so what's really cool about this is the original switch that came out a few year, years ago and this one is the one that's more like the console type that you'll hook up to your tv but that's what that's for that's what that's for so a lot of the games that we're going to be talking about today that when we refer to a switch this is what we're referring to if we're talking to game boy we're probably we're going to refer to something that looks more like this and if we're talking generation. ds that, that yeah that so we're going to be talking about a lot of consoles a lot of pokemon today but i wanted to hear at the beginning we define pokemon what they are i want to also talk about when you get into pokemon and game you'll hear mainline games core games, the main series, and then you'll hear spin-offs. So I wanna talk about the difference of those at the beginning. So, cause we're gonna be referring to those throughout. It's like, this is the main game. This is a spin-off. What does that mean, right? So what is a mainline game? Mainline games are the bigger titles that come out. Um, like, if I pull it up. <laughs> like Pokemon. Right, uh, yeah. oh, I said Pokemon, so yellow version here. So this yellow version is the very first mainline game and these games are gonna have the core loop, uh, yeah. the core style where you play as a Pokemon trainer, you start with no Pokemon, a professor will give you a Pokemon and, and then you, you set on a journey to get more and the story usually involves stopping some evil organization that uses Pokemon for nefarious deeds. You're going to defeat eight challenges, which are called gym leader, gym challenges. You'll get badges, and then you'll defeat the Elite Four to hopefully become the Pokemon Master. Pokemon Champion. Pokemon Champion, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the people define Ash. Master, but Ash yes. Ash is the Pokemon the, Master. Yes, yes, that, the Pokemon Champion of whatever game that you're, and each game is set in a different region. Yeah. Okay, question. Yeah. Do you count Legends Arceus as a mainstream game? I, it is a mainstream game. Or it's main, not a. It's not a mainline game. game. No, it's a spin-off because that doesn't adhere to the game, the core loop. I mean, it kind of does. It does, but by definition, it's not, right? Because it's set years back. You four hundred years. Yeah. Or <laughs> past. Two hundred something, and we'll talk about that more. But essentially, there are nine generations of games, and nine sets of. Mainline games. So the mainline games are typically going to have like a color, a letter, so Pokemon yellow, blue, emerald attached to those. And they're going to have that core loop where you're the trainer catching Pokemon attempting to become the champion. Yeah. Right? And the reason why I say Arceus isn't because that's not the goal of the game. And the play gameplay is a lot different. Oh, absolutely. So spin offs, which Legends Arceus is, are anything else. Right, so Pokemon that's applied to like pinball, 
<laughs> fighting games. There's fighting Pokemon, think Pokemon games. Pokemon Pinball is like the weirdest idea. <laughs> but it's weirdly popular. Yeah, it's very weird, but it's real. It's popular. It's a fun yeah. game. I've played it myself. So anything that has Pokemon, the IP in it, but doesn't fit that main loop, I just wanted to talk about yeah. those definitions here at the beginning. Right here, I have Pokemon Sword and Pokemon mm. Scarlet, two of the newest generations yep. of Pokemon, or Gen 8, Gen 9. Yeah, and I think that's important to talk about too. What are generations? And a generation of Pokemon is a core game will come out, a mainline game will come out, and then for until the next core game comes out, that three to four year period, any game that comes out in that window, that's a generation. So when Pokemon Red and Green in Japan and Red and Blue here in America came out, there was a period before this next core game came out, Silver and Gold, and the games that came out in the game, that's generation one. Yeah. So when we refer to generations, think of it that way, these time periods yeah. denoted um, by mainline games. This takes place in the Generation 1 region, but it's Gen 7. Yes, so... Uh, what, are, what are... I'm trying to remember what those are. Yeah, so... And also, again... <laughs> each generation, each mainline game that comes out will release a new set of Pokémon. So those set of Pokémon will often be referred to as being from that generation. Right, so Generation 1 had 151 Pokemon. So when we, we say those Pokemon are Gen 1 Pokemon, that means that's the period they came out in. That includes this guy? Yeah, that includes that, those guys. these. And all the Pikachus that are back there. Yes, oh, and, and all the, the Pikachus, the yes. <laughs> so a lot of definitions here at the beginning, but we're gonna be used to talking about mainline, spin-offs, generation, and Pokemon today. So. Who's playing Pokemon? Is it even popular? It is. It is one of the, again, it is one of the biggest game franchises there is. Yeah. It's just about everyone's heard about it. Just about someone, everyone has interacted with it. And I went in and I wanted to actually see the numbers. Like, it, I like, I'm a numbers guy. I like the research. I like the statistics. I, I just looked at it. Holy cow. Yeah, read it. Tell me. Tell I, me. 440 million copies sold worldwide. Worldwide, right? And it's the second, I was surprised, it's the second best-selling franchise behind Mario. Of course. For, right? 440 million. That's absurd. And it's because of that and because of all of this, it's the highest grossing media franchise ever. Ever at $90 billion roughly $90 billion revenue. And then Pokemon Go, I told you to put those away. <laughs> Snacking on the show. That's okay. Uh, Pokemon Go is the most downloaded game app ever. It's been downloaded over a billion times, and there are still over 78 million active players with over 800. I'm, I'm one of them. Hey, yeah, me too. With over 800,000 of those just being in the US, right? So you, if you play Pokemon Go, you can find people that play, which is so cool. And then the trading card game, so phys the, the physical game, the non-video game, um, there have been sold roughly 43.2 billion cards. The second best-selling game of all time, behind Yu-Gi-Oh. Wait, really? Yu-Gi-Oh's? Yu-Gi-Oh's sold more. I was surprised, too. I would I expect was, Magic to have sold I, more. That's what I thought. I genuinely am surprised there. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure that <laughs> Magic is probably number three, but yeah, it's, it's oh, not, isn't it that crazy? Is. Uh, I can't really think of any other ones. Right, those are, the, those are the big three card games. So, and the last statistic we have here, so you've played the games, you played the mobile game, there's the trading card games, and then the Pokemon anime is huge, huge. So, it actually just kind of, Finished. Yeah, they did finish the they main series with the main Ashes arc. Yeah, the main character that was released back in that who started the series back in the 90s. He just finished his story yeah. after 25 years. And he's been 10 this whole time. 10 the whole time. <laughs> but what it shows here is that it's been watched by over a billion people and over 183 million million 80 huh? 183 countries, that's a lot of countries if it's a million, but 
Why are we talking about these statistics? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> to set the framework here that it's huge. Yeah. Everyone plays Pokemon. There's a reason for it. It's super popular. So I wanted to set that framework, get the statistics, the definitions out of the way, um, to, to say there's a place for you, and we want you here, right? So what are the factors that we consider for people getting into the game? I, getting into Pokemon and Pokemon gaming. Yeah, um, how easy the game is? That's a big one. That's true, yeah. So like experience level. Yeah, So um, that's a huge one for that. Mm, mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's really important. So one of the categories we're thinking about, you're talking about ease, we're gonna talk about experience level. Do you have no experience with games or Pokemon? There's certain games we'll recommend differently based on that and then there are if you have some experience maybe you're a returning player is it worth me coming back we'll have some recommendations there maybe you have a lot of experience with games but none with pokemon you want to know what this thing this whole pokemon um, thing is about yeah, um, <laughs> another thing maturity level um True. pokemon legends arceus is a tad bit darker than the other ones True. A, yeah so that, that's another thing too, right? Age, age might be a factor but as well. But you can well. play any Pokemon game at any age. It mm. just depends on where you start at. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's what we're gonna th- experience level and age. We're gonna talk have that as a criteria as we walk through some of the games that we recommend today and the play styles we recommend. And so next is like, what equipment do you have? How are you gonna play these games? And so we talked about Pokemon Go, so playing on the phone. Wanna send it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try it. Good. There you go. Um, the Switch, we talked about the Switch here. Um, a Switch has a lot of the mainline core games that are being released today. So, you, and what's really cool about the Switch and the phone, there are some cross compatible games that you can play. I, Pokemon. Let's go. Both of those games can mm-hmm. connect to Pokemon Go. There's direct compatibility there and between the Pokemon s- Home, but Switch and your phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so and Switch games to other Switch games. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can play with other people with your Switch game, and you can trade between the games. That's a huge mechanic for collecting all the Pokemon. Which there was something on the DS, I believe, that was. Very similar to that. Mm, yeah, they had uh, the Union Room, I believe, for some of the games, and they they have direct trading, Wi-Fi trading, um, and yeah, with this thing. Uh, oh yeah, there's this a cord. Port. This yep. port. You would put a cord in, yep. and you would connect it to a different <laughs> I one. I should have brought that cord. I have it. Oh, you do. I do have it still, but yeah, there. Yeah, we do have a game. There's a port here, so the way that you would trade games for the very first. Three generations, I believe, um, you would directly connect your Game Boys to each other to trade Pokemon across the games. Yeah. So these are so the phone, the Switch. These are mo- ways to play modern games. But the older generation consoles, we have the Game Boy here. We have the DSs, which you can see there. There's a few generations of those. Got the got the odd one. Yep, we have the slab. Yep. I, I call it a monstrosity. <laughs> so these, there are a few um, different variations of the DS, but this allows you to play the games roughly from 2006 to 2016. And actually, you can put Game Boy games. In some of these, yeah, you can play play Game Boy games. So the old, these are gonna be the older generation consoles, and along with the GameCube over there, that purple cube and then the Nintendo 64 as well, which we don't have on display today. <laughs> Missing the stylus for this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I got that one, hand-me-down one. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so those are the consoles that you can play most of the games on. Uh, I have, we'll bring it up here, we won't talk about it too much, but on computer you can play what are called ROM hacks. It's debatable the legality of them. A lot of people say that if you own the physical copies, so since I have the yellow version, I can play the ROM hack on emulators, right? But every forum says something different. 
I wanted to put that here. We're not advocating to do that, yeah, but I want you to know that they're available. Don't break the maybe against the law. law. Exactly. Do Thanks. your own research when you do that. Um, so maybe you're a returning player and you have a bunch of old cards. Do you think you can play the card game with your old cards if you if players wanted to? Can you hand me my? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I. I'll answer that. You probably can't <laughs> because of this thing called power creep. And power creep means that as the longer a game lasts, so the card game came out in 96 or something like 95, that. 95. 91. Yeah. So something like that. And it's they've been making cards ever since. The, the Pokemon get gradually stronger and stronger. This guy fronts. Yeah, so you're going to have cards that look very different, much powerful, and your cards probably won't be able to compete, right? But those older cards are more expensive they might and have, rarer. They might have value for not playing with them, but for collecting them. And that's that's how some people choose to engage with the old cards. Yeah, I don't play the Pokemon TGC, <laughs> but I, I love collecting them. Yeah, this same. can die. Okay, <laughs> I don't, Goodbye. I don't like Jinx. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're going to think about your experience level, we're going to think about what equipment you have, and then we're going to think about what style of gamer you are. Kind of what we talked about in last week's episode when we were going through different personas and types of gamers, we're going to keep that in mind. Are you a casual gamer? Do you want to just fill the time? There are games that we'll recommend for that. Are you an achiever? There are ways that you can really maximize the game. You can collect everything. You can speed run. We'll talk about those styles too. I'm still confused how you speed run a Pokemon. <laughs> we'll Especially about, the older ones. We'll talk about that. Because those are very linear. Yeah, and that's. People are still making innovations with speed running. It's really cool. Like the only way I can think of is glitches. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of that. So we'll, we'll talk about that too, Saru. The last, the last thing we will consider, the fampy in the room, the elephant in the room, <laughs> is the cost. Right? We won't dwell on this too much, but we will give some recommended free games. We'll talk about if <laughs> you're going to have to spend a lot on this game to get a lot of both. But we're going to, yes, the TCG is going to be more expensive. So those are the criteria we're going to focus on today uh, for as we recommend games. But uh, what is the first game that we recommend for brand new players? It's a good starting game. Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, Pikachu and, and Eevee. Eevee. And I think these are wonderful, and I think these in conjunction with Pokemon Go are two oh, awesome starting yeah. points for games. Start with both at the same time is the best And way I think you even it. said you started with Pokemon Go and were able to migrate to yeah. Let's we Go. We actually got Let's Go Eevee <laughs> along with our, Switch, our first Switch, yeah. which actually ended up breaking, sadly. <laughs> we still have it. We just need to fix it yeah. again. So we've been talking. We've brought up Pokemon Go a few times, but what is it? What kind of game is Pokemon Go? I would show you guys, but yeah. my phone is almost dead. That's okay. I got it listed um, right here. It's a game where you can actually like go. You actually have to go outside. Mm. I know most gamers don't like going outside that much, but you have to go outside for Pokemon Go. Yep. I one of the big things is walking. Uh, mm -hmm. Hatching eggs. Yep. Um, you out to catch different Pokemon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been Pokestops yep. to get items. Uh, there's a lot of battling, although you don't have to. Sure. It helps, especially yep. if you you put Pokemon to gyms. You can get coins to. Sure. So the gist of what you're saying here is that it's a phone a free mobile app that uses your GPS. Where you physically have to go to locations to find Pokemon that you'll see in the world. You catch them that way. There are things called Pokestops that give you resources like Pokeballs and items and berries. And then there are gyms also out in the world. So you uses your GPS to go find new Pokemon, battle other trainers, and and play the game. It's very cool, and I I think it's a really good introductory game because. For the phone, a lot of people have a phone. It gets you active and it gets you introduced to Pokemon in a really light way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we are on Gen 7. The game's been out since 2016. Which means there are 
a lot of Pokemon, probably like 600 plus in there at this point. 800. If, if 800 with Generate, but it'll start you out simply. It'll give you a starter Pokemon right at the beginning. It'll teach you the mechanics of catching Pokemon. You get to collect Pokemon. You get to learn what battling is in a more simplified way compared to some of the core games, right? And I think I like this as a starting point because it really can teach you new players, like, what is it, what are Pokemon? Yeah. What does it mean to engage as a trainer? <laughs> and throw, th throw these things at people. <laughs> Basically, that's, that's, that's the you, mainline games. Yeah, you th you, your Pokemon are in these Pokeballs and you throw them out <laughs> to battle and it's re really cool. So in conjunction with that, the next game that we uh, have here that, that you brought up was the Let's Go games, right? So the Let's Go games are actually a remake of Pokemon Yellow version from back from the 90s with modern graphics and simplified mechanics. So the battling will be simpler. You'll have, you'll see Pokemon out in the world that you can catch. The catching will be a simplified version and it'll it'll actually tie directly to the Pokemon Go style yeah. of catching. You just mm -hmm. you physically throw Although the wand to throw. I, I will <laughs> say, sometimes if you try to throw it straight, it'll just go that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because of course. Of course. And what I really like about both of these games is the multiplayer aspect really eases player, new players into the game. Because since Pokemon Go is such a community-based game, you have questions, people will help you out. Like when I was getting into the game years ago, it was always like, all right, where should I go? What are the strategies? Like, can you trade me some Pokemon? Stuff like that, right? Uh, so. And with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, they actually have a feature where you can t play two players at the same time. You can take off the wands on the Switch and it allows you to play with some. Wands? So, yeah, so these, the Joy-Cons. Joy yes, the Joy-Cons, so we'll leave that there. And so it allows you, so say you're playing with a kid or you're teaching, getting your kid into the game, it allows you to walk them through the game. <laughs> So I really like those as starting points. And you brought up actually you brought up Sword and Shield as a good good introduction yeah. to what a mainline the, game is. The disc right here. Very cool. And why why do you think Sword and Shield are good mainline games? It's more modern, it's way more accessible sure. than say Heart Gold. Sure. <laughs> Easier to get. Yeah. Too, right? Because Heart Gold at this point is came out in 2007, right? A yeah. long time ago, so it, it's gonna cost more. But also the mechanics are really nice for new players. But I will say this, <laughs> from as soon as Pokemon came into 3D, it's all cutscenes. Yeah. When you're playing the main story, it's all cutscenes. Yeah, that so is a good point that we talked about. That's a good chunk of what the game like how long you're playing. Yeah, so I will caveat there is that the it's the cutscenes at the beginning are serve as tutorials for new players. How to catch Pokemon, how to interact with your team, how to have battles, stuff like that. And as players who've played a lot, that can be frustrating. Right? You can feel stuck for the first 30 minutes to an hour the, depending the on the game. The first hour of Pokemon Legends Arceus is, is 95% cutscenes. It's a lot of cutscenes, but there's a lot of, we still we push past it because the gameplay is worth it to yeah. us, right? Legends Arceus. But that's why we rec, I think these games are really good for new, brand new play, brand oh. kids, because then it literally walks them through it. So, and Sword and Shield specifically, I think is really nice for, for brand new players as well, because it has, again, multiplayer features. The worlds are fairly linear, and then they have, what are those, the raid battles? And the wild areas? <laughs> the wild areas, yes, where you get to see Pokemon out in the world, interact with them, catch and, them. And then the two DLC areas are almost entirely wild areas. Yeah, and that in the wild area is areas outside of the city where you get to go catch and interact with Pokemon. So those are the three games that we thought encapsulated like a good start. A couple spin-offs, like I'd say Let's Go 
is an in-between spin-off in mainline game, but at whereas it's a it, remake of a mainline game and kind of like spin-off feature where it has a lot of the features in a easier to digest method and then Pokemon Go I know a lot of people that only play Pokemon Go because it's a really good back to our criteria it's, it's a really good time filler game oh yeah right just pop in and play 30 minutes a day just pop in see what Pokemon are standing near me right now and so it, it's really easy uh, and that's that's the word here it's easy so where do we go next or after these introductory games where do you where do we think we move next with players? Uh, harder games. <laughs> harder games. So tell me about those. Uh, Scarlet and Violet. Okay. It's, it's, a t it's a lot more open world. Mm. Um, and there's a lot more Pokemon. I believe there are 400. Yeah, so. Excluding the ones that aren't in the decks, because there are some mm -hmm. that came out with um, the terror raid dens that you can only get through there and they're not technically in the decks. Sure. And that's a lot of jargon for people that don't know what Pokemon is. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. Right? So we're gonna go simplify. So let's start at the beginning. And Scarlet and Violet are the most recent mainline games yes. that came out at the end of last year. Actually, I believe they are the most recent games. Are they still the most recent games? I think you're right. They're the most recent games and the most recent I think. Game, uh, mainline games as Unless of like April 2023. Unless there's like very less known spinoffs. I think you're right though. I think they're the, the current most recent games. And what they did is they took the mainline game form, kept all of the battling, all of the catching, and expanded it to an open world formula. So you go in, you might have 20 minutes of cutscenes at the beginning of the game, but you get a riding Pokemon and you get to just go out and explore the world at yeah. your own pace. And you can upgrade your riding Pokemon yeah, they, not sandwiches. they really like, they went all out on making it feel more like an open world adventure game instead of like a linear story based game that a and lot of the older actually, ones are. And there are actually three main uh, storylines to go through. There's mm, the mm -hmm. main one, which is the gym challenge. There's the Titan one going around beating up Titans. That's how you upgrade your ride on mm -hmm. ride on yeah that's how you upgrade your riding pokemon and throughout the game you'll as you complete these these adventures these missions your riding pokemon will evolve so you can swim you can sprint you can, can jump fly. higher so this really is good for the explorer type players yeah. the players that want to find all of the secrets in the world and the game fills fills the world with these secrets like they hide pokemon and they hide little coins that allow you to unlock the gold dang dang golden yeah, go that we were talking about er earlier so that if if you get a switch, if you had the Let's Go Eevee, I next and you've tried Sword and Shield, or maybe this is more of your cup of tea. You sort of Sword and Shield's a little bit more linear and less open world, so maybe you would like the Scarlet Violet if you like the more open world adventure style game. Yeah, and then the last of the three um, paths is the one with the against the evil team mm. yes yes in evil. scarlet and violet you get your gems like normal and then you beat these challenges uh the boss challenges that allow you to upgrade your mon and then you also beat an evil star yes an evil team so it, it keeps all of the traditions of mainline games but changes updates them for yeah. a main game formula yeah. and i think we're so while we're talking about Switch games, I think it's very important for us to talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus, right? We touched on it earlier, but Pokemon Legends Arceus is a spin-off game in which it's based, it's like an action op open zone game. So there are five zones in which you go in, you see Pokemon out in the world, and you interact and you like physically throw your Pokeballs at them and catch them, and you hide and stealth and tumble, and the Pokemon can actually attack you. Yeah. That's the first time in a game yeah. where a Pokemon can actually yeah, this, interact with you. Yeah, it's, it's a very fun game. 
Let's check how much time I've <laughs> Yeah, so let's see how much time you have in there. But this one's really good for p players that are... 320 hours. That, see, back to how much we play. It's really a fun game. And with Legend uh, Arceus specifically, this might be geared towards more play players that are less into the RPG style because they do have the turn-based combat, but you can play a big part of the game without ever ever touching that end Pekanda. Just being out as your player, dodging, throwing balls, catching Pokemon, and they added a new system where you actually fight boss Pokemon. <laughs> you dodge and tumble and and I'm I'm not demonstrating avoid that. their attacks. That's yes. the one thing I'm not gonna demonstrate. <laughs> what? So this was a really cool innovation and move forward for the genre. This came out last year, the beginning of last year, before Scarlet and Violet, and kind of set the framework for building into Scarlet and Violet. And so the the we had two more that we wanted to talk about on the Switch. So this um, Legends Arceus is really good for the explorer types as well as the achievers because they have this completion mechanic where every Pokemon has goals attached to it. <laughs> yeah, I have actually. Cool, and you, as you go through the game and use them, you'll complete these goals. So it's a really good game for the people yeah. that like to be completionists and, and the achievers in the yeah. game. Yeah, there's this, this poke completion, this Pokedex entry system that's really good for And that. research levels. Yeah, and so you take on the role of a researcher understanding Pokemon. It's a really cool concept, and I think a good move, step forward for and the And once you get all the Pokemon to research level 10, you get the shiny charm, which has actually been in every game since like Gen 2. Maybe? Maybe Gen 2? Was it, it wasn't in Gen 2 or 3. It, it came out in Gen 4, so okay. the shiny charm is I don't think we've even talked about shiny Pokemon, we yet, which we will get to Pokemon. later. You're skipping all over I, the place. I know, and so but still. The next Pokemon game for the Switch we wanted to talk about, it might be geared towards fighting gamers, like people like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, things like that. It's called Pokemon Tournament. It has the, the strict fighting game mechanics where 1v1 combat, but you're playing as Pokemon. There's a whole roster of Pokemon that you can play as in battle, and and there's like there's a really tight competitive community that and there's tournaments held regularly. It's basically take um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and take out all the other characters except for the Pokemon. Not necessarily. I would say. <laughs> well, it is a fighting game, right? But the mechanics I would say lean more towards a Street Fighter style compared to a Smash Bros. Right, um, and I'm sure they were absolutely inspired by Smash Bros. But I wanted to put this here because maybe some some players that are listening are like, I don't care about the RPG, I don't care about the open world stuff. I play fighting games. This is here for you. This is a really cool spinoff, really cool mechanics, and like great graphics. This is one of the best looking Pokemon games oh. out there. And the last game we wanted to recommend for the Switch was new Pokemon Wait, Snap. Pokemon Tournament is on Switch? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's <laughs> it actually started as an arcade game, I believe, which is really cool. I know it's on Wii U. Yeah. It's on yeah, it's been it's been ported to the Switch. <laughs> Whatever. So the last game is Pokemon Snap, and this is going to be more for like the casual players, the people that want to decompress and just enjoy Pe the world. People like, who like like me, like, like how the game looks. Mm -hmm. This game is my vote for the best looking Pokemon game. It is a, you take the role of a Pokemon photographer and you go into nature exhibits in like a little safe pod and you just go into, uh, on this pre-designed trail and you take pictures of Pokemon in their natural environment. All you can do to interact with them is throw them fruit and make noise and like play your flute and you get to try and you take pictures and you try to see them doing do unique things yeah. and you no more points yeah and the goal there is to get each po picture you take is one to four stars depending on what the pokemon is doing right so i like this game a lot as like 
it's not gonna be for the hardcore gamers or the ultimate gamers. It's gonna be for those thrill gamers that wanna it, decompress. There's not a lot of depth there, but it's really relaxing and great to look I have at. To admit, I've never actually played it. Oh, I have it. We'll have to boot that up here for you. It, it's really fun. And this it's called New Pokemon Snap because the original one was actually on the Nintendo 64. Yes, yes. So also we want to talk about some mobile games because say you are more on that the free to play player spectrum like where you're just like I want to I just want to play my phone with my phone. There I like Pokemon Go. Are there any other Pokemon games you recommend for my for the um, phone? What do you what do you think about Pokemon Quest? Uh, the weird geometric one? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, it's very unique. <laughs> I will say that. It's mm -hmm. very unique compared to all the other ones because I'm trying to remember a game that's similar to it. It is, what I would describe it as is it's a Pokemon um, battler where you just auto battler auto battler auto battler that's, the that's it you are you take your team of pokemon into a level and they just go and battle and all and you can you have minimal ability to interact but uh, and make them attack but you can attack make them attack goes on cooldown you can make them run and that's it otherwise they just battle yeah. and it's you can go on these expeditions, these quests, these quests, but it is definitely the free-to-play format where you have a gauge of like of expedition gauge, and you can do five, and then when you run out, you have to wait 30 minutes to do it again. But you can pay to do that you to will. speed it up. So I think this is like fits the time filler category really well, yeah. where like you come back after a few hours, you can do some more expeditions. And then that's kind of the way you play it. And, it. and it has a very unique style. It does. It does have like this really like soft cube-looking style, which like which I like a lot. Legends Arceus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, that's that's what I wanted to recommend there. And then if you are maybe a MOBA player, a multi multiplayer online battle arena, so like League of Legends or Smite. We do, there is a Pokemon MOBA that we wanted to touch on here. I'm not, not talking a, about it. It's not necessarily our favorite. We won't stay here long, but it's called Pokemon Unite. You, again, it's another game where you take the role of a, of a Pokemon, and there are five, it's five v five, so five players versus five players on <laughs> Pokemon team, so. The depth, it's not a lot of depth, and it absolutely is that free-to-play formula, but again, a really good casual game if you're just gonna play a few games here and there. <laughs> but it's not that good. Xander doesn't like it. I've, I don't like it. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think if you are a one of the, like, uh, it's someone that really wants to extract a lot of depth out of it, one of those hardcore gamers, there's not a lot there for you. But if you're like, oh, I like to play Lucario, this is fun. That, that might be it for you. I like to play this speci specific Pokemon. Do you know the YouTuber Alfred? Maybe, a little bit, yeah. He did a Nuzlocke with it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, re that's really cool. And we're actually, we're gonna talk about that soon. Oh! So, the last thing we need to talk about are the old gen consoles. So we've been touching on those a little bit. We have the, Nintendo, the DS, yeah. the Game Boy, the GameCube. And these are gonna cost more money. To oh, play. Just absolutely. to just to get that out there, you're gonna they're gonna cost more money to play. But we do absolutely recommend giving older generations of games a try because there's a over 20 years of content. There. Oh yeah, 25. Right. Like 25. So many, so many years of content there. So I think that the old gen conversation will come up as we talk about the ways to play Pokemon. So I'm gonna send this here. <laughs> and I, keep messing up. I think this is really important. It's like, okay, we know the games. What keeps you playing so long? Can we talk about my favorite one first? What is your favorite way of, unique way of playing Pokemon? Shiny hunting. Yes. 
So this is a way that people collect. And we, we've touched on it a little bit last episode, but shiny hunting is when every single Pokemon you encounter in a game has a small, small chance of appearing an alternate color. And for generations one through five, the odds are one oh. out of 8,192. Oh, not gen one. Uh, gen two, two. Two through five, thank you. And then the modern odds, sixth gen on up, is one out of 4,096. So every time you encounter a Pokemon, there's a one out of 4,096 chance that and it appears its other color. And there are ways to improve it. There are shiny hunting methods. Yep. Uh, starting like there's the Masuda method, which is kind of interesting. There's just playing Legends Arceus. <laughs> and shiny hunting is a huge community has emerged out of shiny hunting uh, where it's the people that want to achieve. They want to collect something. They want to show off their, their accolades, their trophies. And that's really what they are because they don't improve the stats of your Pokemon at all they just look different they look cool and it's i put in the time actually, I, I reset i got a new pokemon actually i i do know there is one pokemon where it's good if you have it shiny if you're really? doing competitive tatsugiri okay because you don't know which tatsugiri it is oh. so it's gonna boost your dondozo in a different way that's cool that's really cool yeah uh, wolfie vgc yeah so this is this is, oftentimes people will go back to old generation games or pull out their old generation games because they want a shiny hunt. They want to get to see what the sprites look like for Pokemon in those older games. What does this alternate color look yeah. like? So that's a huge, huge form of replay value. And the Pokemon. absolute best one is Garchomp. That, and the quality of shinies varies too, you know, Pikachu here is gonna be like darker a, a darker orange, right? But that's not much different. But if you look at these two here, this this one will be green. It's shiny is very different. And then this one here, the little rings on it are blue. So then, it varies in the quality of shiny. And then that is a shiny Dragonair. Pokemon. This is a shiny Pokemon. Yep. It's usually blue. <laughs> its regular color is blue, right? And so that's a huge, huge way for people that like to collect and yeah. collect accolades, the achievers out there, to replay a, value. Do a shiny encounter? <laughs> no, I won't do that. I won't do that. And one of the ways that people will shiny hunt is they'll do what's called soft resetting. So they'll save in front of the trainer or the place that they get their Pokemon, check if it's shiny, restart the game, and do that until they get one. So that's what I've been doing on this game. I'm oh, uh, 2,200 encounters in the, into it, so we'll get there. That's Gen 5, right? That's Generation 5, yep. So the next one, this is gonna be for the competitive players out there, the hardcore gamers, is competitive gaming, competitive yeah. Pokemon, where you you compete against other players with certain restrictions to make a team, make teams and battle to see who wins, wins tournaments. And these, really? there's national and global competitions for this every year. One of my favorite ones, uh, it, was a, it was a few years ago, there was a tournament, it was a metronome battle. Interesting. You, you do know what the move metronome yeah, does. Yeah, tell right? them what it does. <laughs> the move metronome, it basically, you have 10 uses of it, and when you use it, it just does a random move. It, like, you could get splash one turn and then Draco Meteor yep. the next. Yep, Splash does about does zero damage. Draco uh, in Meteor the newer does a lot. <laughs> Draco Meteor does 130, I believe. Yep. So this is so a lot of players still play the games uh, to just squeeze as much depth and competition out of the game. And like, what what is the best team? What's the best comp? composition of Pokemon, what are the best items to use. Yes. So this this is a really popular way to play the I'm game. still sad there's no multiplayer battling in Legends Arceus, mm -hmm. because that would have been so cool. That would be cool, yeah. 
And with, with competitive, what's really cool about competitive, if it's a style that you want to play the game, is that there are still people that play, there are competitive tournaments for every generation of game. And there's still, in, there's still, yeah, there's still, so you could play like a third generation tournament and there are still innovations that are happening with Pokemon that came out 20 years ago, yeah. right? And games that came out two, 20 years ago. So that's kind of like, like in Generation 8, there was a ability which basically gave you stab on every move you use. You gotta remember, you're using jargon. Yeah. yeah, here. So if you say something, you gotta explain it. Stab means super effective, which is like one type beats another. Like it does more damage to that one. Like water does more damage to stab fire. Stab stands for same type attack bonus. Right, so if a Pokemon that is a fire type, for example, here uses a fire move, that will do, move will do a little bit more damage than, it, say, if a psychic type uses a fire move. Sinker noise on him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that's what stab is. You gotta remember. Yeah, this I forgot. Is for new it was people. different. Yes. I forgot those two are different. Yes, and then super effective means that every type of Pokemon, all 18 of them, have certain weaknesses. Think of it as a giant game of rock, paper, scissors. Very giant, complex game. So example, like a really easy example is the fire types here are gonna be weak to water type. But beat grass type. But beat grass type. So that is the classic trying. <laughs> Psychic beats dark. No, it's the other way around. Is it? Yes, dark beats psychic. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? And, but these combinations are always happening and that's what the competitive players yeah, and are you, looking for. And, and to you get do those, forget them. To get those advantages. You do forget them. Right? So the next category we have here are called challenge runs. So you have things called nuzlocks, which was invented by a player in the community where you it's an alternate set of rules for when you play a mainline game where you have to catch the first Pokemon you see in an area, and if you have to name it, and if it faints, typically when a Pokemon faints in a game, it'll just be revived at the Pokemon Center, free healing. But the alternate rule for Nuzlocke is they die. They die. You have to release them. Uh, some, some players don't. Some people don't, they will leave them just in storage, but that's that's an alternate way that's really popular for uh, for players to replay the game, especially some of the easier games. This style makes it a little bit more challenging. I will absolutely never do a Nuzlocke. <laughs> it's stressful. A lot of people find it find it stressful having to release their, their friends, their Pokemon that they also like, right? Also, never do a Professor Oak challenge. And so the next type here, the next challenge run we have is called the Professor Oaks Challenge. So in each region, there is a professor that will give you your starting Pokemon. And in the first region, it's called Professor Oak. And the main goal of the first game is to collect all the Pokemon and get them entered into your Pokedex, which has is like a reference database of all the Pokemon you see. And for the Pokemon Professor Oak's challenge is the just the goal is for every gym challenge, all the Pokemon you can catch before that, you have to You do. have to catch and get to the max. Yep, the max form of each of those. So that gives you the goal of I have to catch this many Pokemon before I can move to the next. Well, look, so I that's, can catch a direct, direct uh, again, before the first so, so, so think <laughs> about to last week, the planners, the achievers, people set very specific goals for themselves to complete there. And then we have speedrunning. And speedrunning exists across all games, uh, really, and it's it's emerged. Uh, not all games. A lot of games. Physical games, there's not That's really. That's true. Yeah, how do you speedrun physical? How do you speedrun a magic game? game? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, no, that's Timer's just called on. competitive. Timers on, right? Speedrunning chess. Speedrunning in video games is when you take a game and you try to beat it as quick as possible. And it's emerged uh, in Pokemon. And in some games there is different like categories, like in in a game I mentioned last week, po Pokemon Legends, no, uh, whatever is it, I can't, 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, mm. a good speedrun I love that exists is all dog treasures. You have to go around and feed every single dog. Oh, wow. And get the treasure chest they lead you That's to. That's super cool. Yeah, and speedrunning is very creative, too. Some people will set the arbitrary goals for themselves. So, like, Pokemon in a main game, the general speedrunning is how fast can I beat the game to get, and be, by beating the game, that means defeating the champion and becoming the champion yourself. Violet and Violet takes a while. Yeah, and so that that's, if you are someone who likes to challenge yourself, challenge yourself against other players, right? Speedrunning might be the style for you, right? Check it out, and people are constantly talking. Like, if you're, there's always people discussing strategies for speedrunning, improving their times, and this goes for all of the styles that we've talked about. This, there's always forums, there's people on Reddit talking about, there's YouTubers always doing cool challenges like oh, this. Yeah, <laughs> like I know there's two YouTubers that have like a tournament for that kind of stuff. Like they just keep yeah, doing absolutely. different challenges and different games. They keep pushing each other. They, the friendly competitiveness that there, and so the the last, um, I guess this isn't a challenge, but this is one of the main goals that the game gives you is to complete the Pokédex, right? The in-game system that tells you that tracks how many Pokémon you have and gives you the data on them. Each game wants you to complete that, but it gets harder and harder yeah. each generation because more Pokémon come out. I've only ever done it. On Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah, and so a lot of people will challenge themselves to fill that up and then fill up their their PC or their storage with each individual Pokemon called a living dex. And that's that's a completionist method. There's even a there's even a subcategory of that, a shiny living dex, which yes. is even harder. That's combining the shiny hunting, so getting a in, unique shiny version of every Pokemon. That's even harder. Including that's like consuming. one for each like each Pokemon in a line. And the last style I had here, I just, I thought it was good to just rec recommend this here, is we've talked about a lot of games, the pros and cons of a lot of games, where we recommend to start, but I think it's worth just experimenting with older games. Oh, yeah. And based on that, what what generation do you think it is worth people try? Um, any Gen 1 game. Really? Like seeing like if you've played like Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet, if you play like red, blue, yellow, some of the, see where the you games see came how, from. How how far mm. the games have come. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorites is actually Crystal, which really? is Gen 2. Generation 2. Yeah. yeah. So it, you recommend going back to see how the games have evolved yeah. and seeing what mechanics you might like in those games. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love... I like that. I, I love in Crystal, it, when I played it, it was... Um, I basically played it for the odd egg, which is an egg you get at one point. It hatches into one of the baby Pokemon that were released. Sure. But it has a increased chance to be shiny. So Solid. I, I saved in front of the guy who gives it to you, I would collect it, run out, go up and down. Okay, so you were doing a little form of shiny hunting yeah. for yourself. Okay, that's really cool. And then in that in that game as well, there's the red Gyarados, the most popular shiny. It's it's a guaranteed shiny. It's, yeah. <laughs> so one of the few instances that the game just gives you a shiny, which is really cool. Yeah. But that about wraps it up today. Yeah. Well, that those are some unique ways that. You can keep engaging that. Those are the ways that people keep playing, keep pushing themselves, keep competing. Uh, they compete, they have different challenge runs, they give themselves goals, and that's what keeps people playing so long. They pick their favorite Pokemon, they pick their favorite style of game, and try, try to maximize that. So if you, if first of all, tell us your favorite Pokemon yeah. game. Let us know your, if you have any questions for us. Uh, let us know if you have a favorite Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to ask you the same. Yeah, my favorite Pokemon's right here. Flareon. Oh, really? <laughs> so uh, mine I have like 
13 different Okay, well, 13 different I think we might have to have you back on Xander for another Pokemon episode. There's, oh, absolutely. We went through a lot of content we could go there. Through the so, history of shiny hunting. so maybe we'll, we'll have to do that. maybe we could talk about shiny hunting, but as we go here, first want to say thank you to BCTV for letting us put on this production. And if you have any questions, <laughs> Please send us an email at shareddiscoveryshow at gmail.com and leave those questions in the comments. We'd love to read those out here on the show. And yell at Ron to. Oh, yes, talk to Ron on Twitter, right? Get the Twitter. <laughs> yes. So Ron, get the Twitter. Thank you for joining us on episode four of Shared Discovery. As we go, please make sure to be kind to others, have fun, and play some games. And don't forget to be good people. Thank you. <laughs>